0: As we navigate, of course, Earth Day 2021, talking about all of our Earth's systems as the show goes on today, different ways that you can live a more green and more sustainable life. My first guest is passionate about all things green. Her blog contains a ton of resources on all kinds of questions that have to do with living a more sustainable, healthy life. She has recipes, she's got wellness tips, lots of DIY hacks to make your own natural products for beauty and for your home, for your kids, and much, much more. She's a Canadian, she's a green living mentor, And CEO and founder of Good Girl Gone Green. Stephanie Moram is joining me this morning. Stephanie, good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me, Telsey.
0: Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I know that you have a ton of, of, of <laughs> knowledge, a wealth of, of knowledge here to share with our listeners. So uh, before we get into some of your tips and your ideas on how people can celebrate Earth Day, I just want to get a little bit of context here about your your work. Tell me a little bit about your blog, because you say on your landing page that it had to do with a move to start buying only organic. So why, why did you start there and what did it grow into?
1: Um, so I actually, um, I'm in Montreal, right? And so we lived in the US for about four years. And that's when my transition happened. We actually watched the movie Food Inc. And that's when my transition happened. I watched Food Inc. I wanted to switch everything out. And my husband just kept asking why. And I said, did you not watch the same movie as me? (laughs) And so that's when our transition started. um, And I was on sabbatical. Um, I was a social worker by trade. And since I was on a sabbatical living in Georgia, I had time on my hands. My husband was working over in the U.S. And so I started researching why is organic better? Um, why would I want to eat grass-fed meat? Why would I want to change my lifestyle this drastic? So that's kind of how I got started going down that rabbit hole of research. And a lot of people, once they start researching one aspect of their life, it kind of morphed into so much more. So for me, it was checking out my food and why I wanted to eat organic, why I wanted to support local I'm very big on supporting local farms um, and, you know, my I, I'm vegan but my family does eat meat so I'm very big on local so that transition to starting to research the products I was putting on my body which led me to researching, um, I was pregnant at the time so I was researching the products that air quotes that they tell us to buy when you're about to have a kid which you absolutely don't necessarily need, it's just all marketing. So that's just opened up this huge research funnel, and I haven't stopped. So I'm always learning and growing, and it was food ink that was just the catalyst for me um, and my 2 D family at the time.
0: You you know, it's funny that you say that because I I relate to that a lot. I think it kind I had a similar journey where it sort of started with that documentary and then you start kind of deviating into forks over knives and then starting reading books like The China Study and start learning about the impacts of the things that you're putting in your body and it really just snowballs from there. So I respect that you've turned this into a blog with tons of other resources for for people to take advantage of. Uh, Let's just kind of dispel some of the myths, Stephanie. Does living a more green life have to be super tight? time-consuming? I mean, does it have to be really expensive, really tedious?
1: Um, That's that's a great question because I get that all the time. Some people say it's more expensive to live green. It's more it, it takes a lot of time, and it can if you dive down that research hole and you don't come up for error. Yes, it can be time-consuming. And I like to call myself, I say, hashtag Green Google, just because I've done a lot of the research and I've looked up a lot of stuff. So I'm here to help people along that journey. That's why I have so much information on my blog. But when it comes to money, it can be as costly as you want it to be, or it can be not costly it just depends where you're at on your journey so I'm all about I'm very big on a low waste lifestyle and a lot of people say well I have to buy this oh I have to buy this I have to buy this if I want to live that low waste lifestyle and the whole point of living you know air quotes again zero waste waste free is to reduce your waste so if you turn around and you go to buy tons of stuff to be able to live low waste I feel like that's not the point <laughs> so for me it's using what you have at home already so if you want to use you know this is some of the tips that i talk about um, for earth day if you want to bring reusables with you when you go out like napkins knives and forks you know like cutlery you don't have to go out and buy the bamboo ones and spend twenty dollars you have cutlery at home already You don't have to go buy napkins. You might already have cloth napkins or cut up a T-shirt already. So there's ways to live a greener lifestyle without breaking the bank. And it's a journey. It's a journey. And over time, yes, there might be some investments, but you don't have to go all in. And that's what I love to help people with and show people and empower people that you don't have to go all in. It's a journey. And to to move the needle forward every day and do one thing to live a little more green.
0: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be all or nothing. Doing something is certainly better than doing nothing. When we talk about a low-waste lifestyle, I mean, what are some ways that people might be living a high-waste lifestyle that they might not necessarily be realizing? What are some areas that people can put in some, some real change and uh, and maybe make a choice even today to do something that's a little bit more sustainable?
1: Um, so for one thing is, you know, when you go to restaurants, so you do takeout and all those things, you get plastic, cutlery, you know, Styrofoam is still a thing, um, and, you know, you go get a, a coffee or a tea, and you get a disposable mug, you know, or you buy a plastic water bottle. So some steps you can take is bring your reusable water bottle with you. When you go grab a tea or a coffee, bring your reusable mug with you. Bring your cutlery with you. Um, bring napkins with you. Um, I have stainless steel containers, and when I leave, if I'm going to a restaurant, restaurants often give you too much food, <laughs> most of the time and I don't want to waste it and waste is a big part of our problem um, globally not just in Canada we waste a lot of food so instead of taking a styrofoam takeout container or even a compostable one I have mine with me and I fill it up so those are little things you can do bring things with you when you leave the house create a go-to bag so I have my, my stainless steel straws cutlery napkins a container my like tea mugs, um, my water bottle. I have those with me when I leave the house. And I also have my bags for groceries in the car. um, And it's become a habit for me. So that's one way to reduce your waste, is not consuming those things when you leave the house. The second thing is our packaged food, right? We buy a lot of processed food. So it's to look when you're at the store, what can I buy that's fresh versus packaged? Can I buy in bulk? Can I buy in refill stations? So at my grocery store, we have that option. We have this bulk section. So I'm not buying, if I'm buying rice, I can bring my own container or my own cloth bag and buy rice versus buying rice pre-packaged. So those are like simple steps looking at what you're buying at the store. And is there an option to buy it not Mm pre-packaged? I feel like that's kind of the way to start because a lot of our waste is around wasting food and then the packaging that our food is actually in.
0: Hey, I think you make a really good point about just really creating those habits for yourself. And once it becomes your new normal, I mean, it's not really something you even have to be conscious of anymore. It's not its not really a, a big ask to get people to maybe adopt some different strategies. Stephanie, what are some of the most interesting things that you've learned um, in creating your blog and and researching, you know, all things green? Well, I,
1: <laughs> interesting in the sense of I get a lot of funny looks when I bring my to-go containers, but I get a lot of high-fives at the same time. A lot of people say, oh, I never thought of that. I went to buy my kids um, some organic do- donuts locally here in Montreal, and I went to the, the donut shop, and I was like, I'm going to bring my containers. I know with everything going on in the world, not every place is super open to bringing your own like even coffee mug. So I brought them anyways. I had a a glass container and I said, hey, can you just pass me the donut in my hand and I will put it in the container? Um, So that was like my workaround is they might not take the actual glass container over the counter, but they can put the donut in my hand (laughs) and then I can put it in my container. So that's like just kind of workarounds and things that I've done um, to live that like low waste lifestyle. And it's just funny because I think sometimes we have to be creative and I know it's not a habit for most people, but it's like you said, creating that habit. So thinking of, I'll just leave a bag in my car at all times. So I always have a bag or I'm always going to have one napkin, one set of cutlery, one straw in my car. So I always have it there. So it's now going to eventually become a habit, but interesting things, definitely bringing my own stuff, places sometimes gets eye roll you know people roll their eyes like why would you want to do that and i explained to them why i said it's actually saving you money by me not taking your container
0: mm-hmm.
1: if i came every day for five days and it cost you five or ten cents for that container they're saving 25 cents to 50 cents a week just on me so imagine half your customers did that you're actually saving money by me doing that so interesting in the sense of explaining why i do these things um is is the interesting part because a lot of people don't understand it and being in montreal my first language is english i i'm perfectly bilingual but explaining this in French is also interesting because my words don't always come out the way I want them to come out because I don't talk about this lifestyle in French all the time. So sometimes I have to use my hands and like mimic, like, I don't want to spend, you know, to explain this lifestyle. So it's, that, that's also funny, trying to explain my low-weight lifestyle in French could be its own comedy show
0: (laughs) yeah I think you're only going against the grain for so long until more and more people start adopting (laughs) these habits and I think I I think we're chipping away at it and we're getting there so Stephanie thanks so much for making the time uh, to explain some helpful tips Uh, where can people go if they want to find more what's the website uh, of your blog and and where people can look for more resources
1: um my website is goodgirlgonegreen.com and I mostly hang out on Instagram. I do tons of reels and post um, tips and tricks on Instagram, how to live more green and sustainable. So you can find me at goodgirlgongreen underscore, um, and you can find all my reels and all my goofy dorkness um, over there on Instagram. Um, trying to show people how to live more green and be funny at the same time to make it fun, right? I try to make it as fun as possible so people want to implement these little style changes.
0: Yeah, you got to make it accessible. Okay, Stephanie, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Kelsey. Have a great day.